Hi, everybody. It's really great to be with you and share the word today. I know that you've been learning the subject, how little things have big impact. And so I want to share today about something that seems very simple in our lives. We've often seen or heard stories how little acts of kindness bring results in people's lives. They, they turn the heart of people. Um, they make people more receptive. And we also know in God's word that goodness, God's goodness is what leads man to repentance. And so we as believers have some exhortations in the word of God on how we're to demonstrate that goodness and that kindness. It's through a simple act that we live out in our life called hospitality. And it's interesting because many of us don't look at the word of God and even notice the scriptures that speak to us about hospitality. But there are two sets of scriptures in the New Testament that specifically speak to us as believers and two sets of scriptures that specifically speak to those who are in ministry positions um, that minister and care for the flock of God, the church of Jesus Christ. So we're going to dig a little bit in scripture and look at this word called, called hospitality and see the supernatural impact it can have because it is a tool that God has given us in the kingdom of God that opens up people for God to move in their lives. And so let's look at the scripture, the first scripture here in the word of God. It's a passage that is in Romans and it is in a in, mixed in with some um, exhortations to the church and is found in Romans chapter uh, 12. We'll start with verse 9. It says, Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil and cling to what is good. These are, these are instructions for us as believers. Then it says, Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love and honor, giving preference to one another, not lacking in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer. This scripture is reminding us of what we're supposed to be doing. Then it says, distributing to the needs of the saints and given to hospitality. So in the middle of this exhortation of how we're to conduct our lives and live, there's this little, little bit of instruction that says that we're supposed to be given to hospitality. Now that word hospitality means like be open to guests, be generous, um, towards people. It means to have a reception towards people and to entertain. Um, fond of guests. Hospitality requires action on our part. Um, it requires a commitment to people and a commitment to God as we demonstrate it. And it also I think one reason why sometimes we draw away from hospitality is because it makes us vulnerable. If we're going to be people that demonstrate hospitality, it means we're opening our home and opening our heart to people. And that's kind of a vulnerable place and it scares people uh, to be that open um, and receiving of people. But 
I want to encourage you today that there's a supernatural element that God uses hospitality to take something really small, like being hospitable, and how he takes those acts and can do something really big and really great. So we're going to look at a couple scriptures here and a couple examples in the word of God, and I'm hoping that it's going to challenge you to step out of some comfort zones and see how when you walk in hospitality, how God can do some supernatural things and how it opens people for God. So let's just look at another scripture here. When we look at 1 Timothy chapter 3-2 and Titus 1-8, those are two exhortations that are given to those who serve in leadership or as elders, bishops, shepherds, ministers over the flocks of God. And it lists qualifications for people in that position. And it says here that a bishop then must be blameless, the husband of one wife, temperate, sober-minded, of good behavior, and then again it sticks this word in, hospitable and able to teach. Because one reason is that you can't lead people someplace you're not willing to go. So as a leader, we show by example in our life and demonstrate by the example of our life where we want our congregation, where we want people to go. And so the scripture says this is a qualification for anybody that serves and ministers to the body of Christ as they need to be an example of hospitality. Um, Bob and I have found through the years, and we have shared many times with people, that a lot of times when we have traveled overseas, there's been great things that God has done in the corporate meetings, but some of the main business of God that took place was over meals with the pastors and the leaders and the people that we were sent to. What is it about sharing a meal that brings defenses down and open up people. And we have found through the years of ministry some of the greatest impacts and some of the reasons we were sent overseas wasn't the church meeting, even though God did amazing things and the word will always bear fruit. It's something that transpired over a meal that was shared where that minister or that person opened up their heart and began to share some things because it was a non-threatening environment. And God was able to bring healing and answers and restore marriages, amazing things through the years that we have seen uh, God do things over a meal. Because there's something about sharing a table in communion that opens up the heart of people. And that's why I think this this simple act, hospitality, something that looks so small, so simple, so little, does great things in the lives of people and for the kingdom of God. So let's look at another scripture here, um, a powerful scripture. Why hospitality? Um, in 1 Peter 4, 9, and I'm going to read this out of the Amplified Version, it says, practice hospitality to one another. Those of the household of faith, be hospitable, be a lover of strangers with brotherly affection, 
for the unknown guests, the foreigner, the poor, and all others who come your way who are of Christ's body. And in each instance, do it ungrudgingly, cordially and graciously, without complaining, but as representing him. So it leads me to think of a couple examples in the Bible. The, the Bible is talking to us about how there is a tool in our hand that we minister to one another, but it's also a tool in our hand in which it opens a door to the world. And I stated when we began, um, you know, sometimes there's commercials or stories or even a movie um, about somebody who starts these random acts of kindness. And because they do something that's kind by buying a cup of coffee for somebody in a line, um, that person ends up buying a cup of coffee for the person that's behind them. And it kind of just snowballs. And it's amazing how it does that, how it opens people that day to a different environment of how they're going to view that day than had it just been a normal every day. It somehow turns some things on the heart of people, makes them more open to people, makes them um, uh, just they're, they're kinder, nicer. Um, hospitality in our hands as believers is a tool God gave us to minister to one another, but also it's a wonderful tool of evangelism that we can use to minister to our neighbors. There's so many people that will never come into the walls of a church, but they'll come to your home and share a meal. And over that meal, you have an opportunity as defenses come down and questions are asked that you can present the love of God and the message of Jesus Christ. I want to give you an example. I have a neighbor. I've been praying for this neighbor. This neighbor is in her 70s. And, and the burden of my heart is the fact that I know that her days on earth are numbered. And I We've had conversations, you know, like over the bushes in the backyard, as she's in her backyard, I'm in my backyard. We've had conversations. I've, I've done Bible studies in the house. I've asked her if she would like to come, and she's like, I don't do that kind of thing. But we've had her at our house for barbecues. We've had her and another, another neighbor. They're both, um, they both lost their husbands. We've had them at the house. And one of my neighbors across the street is a believer, but the neighbor I'm talking about, I don't know where she stands in her walk with God. But it's amazing. When we share a meal together, she asks questions about what is it that you and Bob exactly do. And it gives us a door to share with her, and she loves the stories of the things we've seen God do, um, the, the places we've been, the things that we've experienced, and it just amazes me how over that meal she's more open for us to share about who God is and what God is doing, but yet if I'm standing in the yard talking to her, it seems like the, the walls are up and she's a little bit more defensive in how she receives. What is it about sharing that meal that causes people's guards to come down and their hearts to be open? There's something there. 
there's something there. And so I want to share a couple stories with you from the Bible. This is where I see the supernatural hand of God at work when we show hospitality. I see God do some things that could not be done had people not been open to hospitality. They're stories we're familiar with. If we turn over the Bible, we'll remember that there's a story that's found in 1 King of Elijah and the widow woman. I'm not going to read the whole thing because I think we're familiar with it. It's found in 1 Kings chapter 17, verses 8 through 16. This is when God speaks to Elijah. It's during a famine that's happening in the land. He tells him to go to Seraphath and that he's going to find a widow. And he goes, he finds this widow. She's out gathering wood. Now there's a great famine in the land. That means people don't have food to eat. Food is being diminished um, in the land and scarce. And he finds this widow and he says to her, make me a little cake. And the woman says to him, you know, I have just enough flour to make myself and my son a little bread cake, um, enough flour, enough oil, and then we're going to die. And Elijah says to her, make me a cake first. And so it's amazing. This woman responds and she opens herself up and she makes a little cake for Elijah. And the scriptures go on and tell us that as that famine continued in the land, that that woman's flour and her oil supernaturally multiplied for provision in her life. What would have happened if that woman wasn't given to hospitality? She and her son would have died. They would not have had enough. But I can guarantee that when, there's something about hospitality that when you open up what you have to share with others, you're never going to run out of a supply for yourself because you can't outgive God. And in the days we live in, Sometimes with the shortages that are happening, things that are coming down in different news sources that you're listening to, it's talking about shortages, shortages, we're not going to have this, we're not going to have that. The natural reaction would be like this woman um, when there was a trout, I only have enough for me and mine. Forget sharing it with somebody else. But when she opened herself to share what she had, God stepped into that situation and made sure that there was an abundant supply to sustain her through the rest of that famine and that drought until provision was available again in the land. So I want to encourage you, even in the days we live in, how does hospitality affect us? You can't outgive God. When you demonstrate hospitality and you share what you have uh, because the word requires it of us and you see how it opens doors to minister to somebody else I can guarantee no matter what happens in this world system you will always have more than enough because you've tapped into the supernatural side of God and you can't outgive the God who declares he's El Shaddai, the God that's more than enough, because you're operating in heaven's vein, the kingdom's vein of things. And that's living on the giving end of life. 
So that's one example in scripture of how hospitality met a need in this woman's life that had she not been open to make that little cake and use what little flour she had, what little oil that she had, um, and been open to what had been presented to her, her needs would not have been met. And there would have been a different telling of that story. It would have had a different ending to that story. There's examples in scriptures that are amazing. Um, examples in the life of, of Abraham, how when he has a supernatural encounter, they make a meal. And then a prophecy comes that tells him about more information about a son that's going to be um, given to him. There's so many examples. In those cultures, hospitality was very much a part of those cultures to make sure that you were ministering to the stranger or the sojourner that came to you. Um, and it's not practiced that much anymore in our culture because people tend to just stay in their homes and lock out their neighbors, sometimes not even know who their neighbors are. But one way to get to know your neighbors is opening your heart and offering your table and sharing a meal to get to know their story. It'll always open up a door for you to tell your story and you can share what good things God has done for you. Amen. There's another example in scripture that I think about. It's Elijah and the Shunammite woman. Um, this is found in 2 Kings 4, 8 through 11. Um, the scriptures tell us that there was this woman and she would see the prophet pass by and she said to her husband, let's make a little room for the prophet so that when he's journeying, he has a place to stop and rest. And so they build a little room on the side of the house and she puts a bed and she puts a table there so that um, as Elijah passed by, he could stay, he could be rested. And he finds out that this woman desires a child and she's barren and she hasn't had a child. And it's amazing how her heart of hospitality to the man of God opened up the door to the desire of her heart. And in the process of time, she has a child, as the story tells us in the word of God. And she continues to minister to the prophet, has a relationship. She's hospitable, always ministering to him as he sojourneys past where she lives. And one day her son is out in the field, it says, with his father. And it looks like he has a sunstroke. He complains that uh, uh, physically and um, they take him to the house and he dies. And the woman hunts down the prophet. And as she goes to the prophet, the prophet says, is everything well with you? And she says, all is well. But he knows in his heart something's not right. And as the story unfolds, he finds out the child dies. And he comes back and he raises that child back to life. Now, Again, I look at the fact that she would have never had that child had she not been open to hospitality. It was her heart that was given to hospitality to minister to this man of God as he passed by that opened the first door for the supernatural to take place in her life, and that was that the one that was barren had a child. 
But then as things unfold, because of her hospitality, another supernatural thing happens in her child is raised from the dead. I look at this and it makes me say, God, there's more to super, more to hospitality than just what we see in the seen realm is where and what it opens up in the unseen realm that opens doors to God in our life. And so there's another example of hospitality that we see in the word on, and there's so many stories on how a person is open to hospitality, ministers to someone, and then all of a sudden there is a chain of events of supernatural things that happen. Our God still does supernatural things. But it leads me to one other story in the Bible, a powerful story. It's the story of Esther. And we find out as we're reading in the book of Esther and we know the story, there's a plot um, by Haman to destroy the entire nation of Israel, all the Hebrews that are living under that empire. And um, Esther finds out about it. And there's a big problem here because if when that day comes that they've been given permission to kill all the Jews, um, she's numbered and all of her household are numbered in um, the people that would be executed and that would be killed. And so she has to find a way to tell the king about this plot against her people. And what does she use to open up that opportunity to speak to him and expose that plot? She invites the king and Haman to a meal and she goes overboard. She does this amazing feast um, to the point that the king's heart is so open. He wants like, Esther, what do you want? I'll do anything for you. Give you half of my kingdom. What do you want? And she says, what I want is for you to come back tomorrow night. And will you sit down and have a feast again with me, you and Haman, tomorrow night? What is she using as a tool that delivers a nation from destruction? Hospitality. And we know how the story goes, that the next night when they come to a um, dinner at her area of the palace, that she opens up and she begins to tell the king about the plot against her people and who is the one that devised this plot and reveals that it's Haman. And we know that the king can't change the decree that went out, but he also um, enables a defense on behalf of Esther and her people to defend themselves from the destruction. Now, that would have never happened had she not found a way to the heart of the king to be able to communicate a message to him that would bring deliverance for her people. And the way that she did it was through hospitality. It amazes me in scripture how we see something so small, something so simple, something we think is so natural. Hospitality opens the door to God to do something supernatural. And it's the same for you and me. God gives us so many opportunities in the lives of people, especially where they have a defense that is up 
and you can't seem to penetrate those defenses just by standing there trying to communicate the gospel to them. I want to encourage you. Invite them to your home for dinner. Number one, it, it shows that you're open to them. It, open, it shows you receive them. And there's something that I said earlier. There's something about when you invite somebody to your home to share a meal with you that brings defense mechanisms down and opens their hearts. It might not happen in the first meal that you have, but it is a supernatural tool in our hand that as you demonstrate hospitality, those people's hearts will eventually open to a place where you can share the gospel with them. If you open yourself to them, it's amazing how they will open themselves to you. Hospitality, it's something the word of God requires of us. It isn't an option. You understand that. In the scriptures that we read, it wasn't just a suggestion that, oh, yeah, it might be nice if you show hospitality. No, it lists instructions on how we demonstrate our Christian life through brotherly love, um, through um, patience, through the different things that it lists on how we demonstrate Christ to the world and in Christ to each other. And one of the ways that it says that we demonstrate and we um, live out the kingdom of God is that we are a people of hospitality because hospitality opens the door to the supernatural. It opens the hearts of people for God to do what only God can do. There's something, we take that step. It requires an action on our part. And I think that we know enough about God to know that we always have to take a step first. And then God abounds back towards us. We, we often want God to be the one that abounds towards us first. But scriptures show us time and time again that it takes us taking a step out of our comfort zone, taking a step of faith. When we take our step into obedience to what God's word says, man, God makes up the difference. And then we have those but God moments where God begins to do something we could not have done on our own. So I want to encourage you. Where does hospitality have a place in your life? I know we're all busy. I know we're all busy. But there's people he lays on our lives and our hearts that we know are lost. So I'm going to ask you a question, and the question is, have you ever thought about how you can use hospitality as a door to that person's heart? Have you thought about how you can use hospitality to help bring some of those defense mechanisms down and open them up for you to be able to share and plant the seed of the gospel of Jesus Christ in their hearts because it is a tool in our hand, a tool for the supernatural. Well, there's one more scripture I want to share with you. I love this scripture. And when we get to heaven, I would like to see a rerun of the encounters in our life with this scripture, but I'm going to say that those encounters can't happen if we aren't first open to hospitality because hospitality is the, the key that opens these supernatural encounters. So let me read a scripture from Hebrews chapter 13, verses 1 and 2. It says, let brotherly love continue and do not forget to entertain strangers. For by doing so, some have unwittingly or unknown, 
entertain angels. Um, King James says you've entertained angels unaware. Wow. By being open to hospitality, by entertaining, entertaining uh, strangers doesn't mean I'm going to get up and do a song and a dance. It means I'm going to be open to them. I'm going to respond to their needs. I'm going to open my life and my home to them. I'm going to minister to them. I'm going to be hospitable to them. And the scripture says, wow, you don't know. Some people, when they have obeyed hospitality, have even entertained angels and totally didn't know about it. I'd like to see a rerun of that when we get into heaven. I would hope in my own life that I will see a rerun that I've had an encounter like that. There's been times in my life I've, I've sat back and thought, gee, I wonder if that was an angel at that moment, at that, that opportunity in my life. Hospitality. Pastor's been talking about how small things are big and have big results. We've learned how words, which look really small, can have big results. We know faith, which is, the Bible says, it's like looking at the mustard seed, and yet faith produces great results. And I want to encourage you, there's one more thing that's in your hands as a believer that you can use that opens the door for the supernatural, and that is be hospitable. The scripture says first to those that are in the household of faith. Do you know there's a lot of things that could be stopped in the body of Christ if mature believers had an ear to the spirit of God and had some people who maybe are a little disgruntled, um, maybe they've had a bad encounter in, in, with a relationship in the body of Christ. There's a lot of things that could be disarmed if mature believers were open to hospitality and had that person in their house over a meal and could help them process that thing through a biblical perspective. It would stop a lot of things that spread like cancer through our body if we would practice hospitality even one with another. It is a command in the word of God. It's a command to those of us that are in leadership, those of us that serve and minister in capacities uh, over the flock of God and shepherd them. And that's, that's not just Pastor Tom. That's people who are over small groups and that are over departments in the church. They carry out a stewardship of responsibility over the body of Christ and how this tool like hospitality to the people that they influence can have a tremendous impact in their life to stop some things from happening and spreading in the church and also bring some answers to those people when you just open your heart, open your house, open a meal up to them. And so I want to encourage you as my family here at CFFC, let's ask God, where can we practice this more? Because it opens the door to but God's. Can I pray for you? Father, I thank you that you've given us this small tool, hospitality, something that we just don't even regard as being supernatural or spiritual. And yet you unveil to us in the word of God, first of all, that it's a requirement of us, but that it opens the door to the supernatural working of your spirit. So I ask that you 
Help us to see opportunity where we can use this tool that you've given to us to minister to one another and to minister to those outside the walls of our church that are part of the influences that we have in our life to bring others to Christ. Father, make us a little bit more aware how this small thing, this simple thing can have great and big results. I pray in Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. That was a great word by Reverend Gail on hospitality. Please take a minute and share that because that was a good word. Amen. So listen, let's just take a moment now, bow our heads and uh, just pray. Amen. Father, we thank you for this time together, but we never let any form of service go by without giving a person an opportunity to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. If you're listening to this message, wherever it might be, tonight, tomorrow, whatever it is, and you're making Jesus the Lord of your life, pray this prayer with me. Say this, dear God in heaven, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that he died on the cross, that he rose on the third day. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. I thank you, Lord, for all that you have done for me. And I thank you most of all that my name is written in the Lamb's book of life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you've made that decision tonight, congratulations. Greatest decision that you'll make for all eternity. This is not about joining a church or a religious organization. This is about a personal relationship with the creator of the universe. Listen, if you're making that decision, let us know. Write it there on comments. Call us, 2973-209-7786, or even the church uh, email address, cffc at cffchurch.org. It's written right there on, on the screen. Amen. Hey, church family, God is good. Let me bless you as we wrap up here tonight. Father, we bless you and thank you again. We give you thanks, Lord. That's all you ask from us. You don't say, you know, get on your knees and humble, run around, da, da, da. What you say is, thank me. So again, thank you for life. Thank you that our names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Thank you for eternal life. And thank you for the joy of our salvation. We love you, Lord. And we thank you that you have made us the head and not the tail above only and not beneath, that in all our ways and endeavors that we are greatly blessed, highly favored, deeply loved, that we are blessed to be a blessing. Go be a blessing this week. God bless. See you Sunday.